following is a message from Praise and Worship, a community of people in Branson, Missouri who are loved by Jesus and joining Him in His mission to bring love and hope to all people. For more information and for more audio and video content, visit www.branson.church. A new living way. That's what this is all about. So I, I just kind of want to challenge us real fast. And, and we're not going to take a long time here because the words are so straightforward. But I want to challenge us real fast. How, how guilty do you feel these days? I mean, you know, I, I mean I, I'm, I'm asking that you know, as it goes out of my mouth. It's coming right back and hitting my ears. How guilty does Mark feel this, these days? And I've got to be honest with you guys. There's, it's never enough, right? I, no matter what I do, it's never enough. And I, I regularly feel guilty. And I don't know if you ever have that feeling too. And maybe in a relationship or in a situation or maybe, you know, maybe sometimes like for me, I'm on a weight loss plan and so, you know, every once in a while there's cause for guilt, right? And so, you know, that's a silly example, but it's an example of how this goes through our whole life on all kinds of different levels and layers and parts of our lives. And when we experience guilt, when we feel it, it motivates us one way or the other. For me, it motivates me downward. Now, I've known people that it, guilt will like, be this powerful tool that whew, they suddenly turn things around. I'm not one of those guys. If I start to feel guilty about having eaten too many pieces of pizza, I'm just going to get another piece. Because I'll remember my Uncle Marty who said, if you're going to sin, sin boldly. I don't think that's what he meant, <laughs> but that's what I'll remember, right? In my moment of failure, right? And again, those are silly examples, but all of us in our lives, we have these moments when guilt gets so deep and so involved in our lives, we need a new living way. We need to be set free from guilt. And the problem that you and I have is that we are humans. Last time I checked, I'm looking at humans. Jack comes by every once in a while. He's not a human, but everybody else here is a human. And so what you need to know is that humans have this tendency where Jesus will say to you and me, you are free. And then we're like, okay, thank you. And we reach over and grab the chains. And we put them right back on. This is what we do. And so that's why we gather. It's what the Scripture says. Is, he says, do not give up the gathering as some have tended to do. Because you need, we need to hear it again. You are free. right? You need to hear it again. There is a new living way. Living way, not a dead way. Take a look at Hebrews 10.10. We're going to put these passages on the screen and zoom in. Now this one, we've been studying this um, the whole time we've been in Hebrews, this is our weekly promise that we've been writing on our hearts because it's so important to know that by God's will we have been made, what's that word? Which means different. Set apart. It doesn't mean good. Now it turns out that if you're different and set apart, goodness happens, right? That's part of it, but it's not what it means. Most of us think holy means a goody-goody, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's American 21st century language. You're goody-goody if you're holy. You know, it's like... It's this kind of typical religious kind of language. And it's not biblical. Holy, we have been made utterly different. Because you know what's normal? Here's what's normal. This is what's typical. I think I have to try to get God to love me. I think I have to do something in order to receive good, good blessings or you know, gifts from above or or prosperity in this, you know, in this life, or whatever it might be. If I'm good, then God's like this big mutual fund ATM in the sky, and he, you know, it's just cha-ching, one way or another. However, whatever the cha-ching is for you, maybe not money, maybe it's purpose or feeling good, or whatever it might be. But this is what it is. is, is it, that would be typical, but we've been made holy, which is different. And you get ready for the difference, okay? 
we're free. You know, somebody's like, gosh, Mark, that is such a letdown. That is such an anticlimactic. Of course we're free. We're born in America. Woo-hoo, you know? And I'm like, no, no, no. How about, what about freedom from death, right? You know, that, that is not a, that's not a thing for just Americans or any other country. This is something that affects all humans, is death and destruction, and as we're going to learn more about sin. And so when we talk about we've been made holy, and it's through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, of the body of Jesus Christ, no less, His flesh, right? The physical. You know, see, we oftentimes separate spiritual and physical. He doesn't, right? It's all one thing, once and for all. And what is completely different is for us to hear the good news that you and I are forgiven every single day. Every single day. But Mark, you don't know what happened when I was, yeah, every single day. But you don't, yeah, every single day. That's different. It's completely different. It's utterly unique in this world. And it's completely the opposite of what most people, myself included, tend to assume. Take a look at Hebrews 10, 14. Because it gets even more intense. By one sacrifice, He has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Now, it's one of those things where, you know, you, 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 if, if, if I ask you, are you perfect? You're going to go, nobody's perfect. That's our phrase. That's, that's, our, that's our phrase. Nobody's perfect. And we love that phrase. Why do we love that phrase? Because if nobody's perfect, then I don't have to be either. Right? But what if we got real holy? And this time, holy doesn't mean good. It means weird. Right? Because that's what this is sounding. This is sounding weird. Very different. What if I said that you are perfect? See, we don't have to take much time with this because this is kind of like, what do you do with that? That's what the Scripture is coming at you today. Well, you are perfect. And you're like, Mark, you just don't even know what you're talking about. And you're right, I don't, but he does because he's moved by the Holy Spirit. Right? This is the Word of God. You are perfect. It's the declaration. And see, what happens is words hit us, and what do we do with them? Do we believe them? I mean, do I sit here, and, and again, I'm just yapping, so I'm kind of the, the representative of the group, but if any of us were to get up here and say, what do you think? Do you believe it? Do you believe you're perfect? And we're just like, Mark, come on, man. I mean, do you believe it? Because this is God's promise to you. It's a new living way. Because just, let's just do a thought experiment for a minute. Let's just allow for the possibility, for the sake of argument, because I know nobody's perfect, and that's what we all believe. But what if we allowed for the sake of argument for just a minute, that you and I are perfect. If we believed what the Bible says, that you are perfect, how would that influence our lives? So, tomorrow's Monday. May the Lord have mercy. And so we'll all go and we'll do our separate things, right? And some of us are going to work, some of us are going to school, some of us are going out on the lake, and some of us are going to go drive and look at the trees. It's going to be beautiful. And, and the thing about it is, is during that time, we will have cause we will experience evidence that will indicate that we are not perfect. Do you ever experience such evidence in your life? I experience it in, in bountiful measure in mine. Experience evidence that you and I are not perfect. Of course we will. And this is why we don't believe these words. And I understand that. And I'm right there with you. But the thing about it is, is if we experience evidence that we are perfect, and yet we believe His promise... We see the evidence and we believe His promise. Hear that. We see the evidence and then we believe His promise. Because this is the struggle of following Jesus. What is a disciple of Jesus? A disciple is someone who who trusts the promises of Jesus and seeks to follow Him. That's our challenge. 
That's what it is. And of course, we do all of that through love, right? You know, He loves us and sets us free to love one another. But how do we try? We cannot love other people if we don't think we're loved. And if you are, are one of those people like me that just lives with guilt, some people call it Lutheran guilt. Whoa, that's a whole other set of challenges, right? Whatever your faith tradition or upbringing is, it doesn't matter. We all have guilt, right? And so if we can allow the guilt to be washed away by the blood of Jesus and hear the declaration, the proclamation that you and I are perfect in the eyes of God, and for just one second to believe it to be true. Oh, because you know what happens when the guilt comes? Then you're like, but I don't have to feel guilty. Actually, feeling guilty is the whole process of putting the chains back on. It's the being set free and reaching over for the chains. It's like, it's like being escorted by the warden of the prison out to the, out to the gate and opening the door and saying, here you go. And they've provided the cab to pick you up and all the money, just like they do in the movies, right? That's what they always do. And then they got, there you go, you're all free. And then you're like, nah, I'm going back in. And yet that's what you and I, that's our life. This proclamation comes at us. It says, don't do that. You don't need to do that. You're perfect. But Mark, you're perfect. Are you saying? No, he's saying. Being made holy. Being made different. One of my mentors would say to me, you know, what's, what's very normal and common is sin. We should never be shocked by sin. I know we all love to, we always love to do the, what I call the Grandma Schmidt gasp. Have you ever seen the Grandma Schmidt gasp? It's where someone does something that is unspeakable and you go, <gasps> you know. You know, it's one of those deals, right? And what's going on right there? And it's almost like church lady stuff from Saturday Night Live. It's approaching that. But it's that same thing where it's like, I am good and they are not because look at what they just did, right? No, 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 no. The different thing. So that's the normal thing. The different thing is, is grace and mercy. That's different. It's uncommon. It's not the regular way of the world. And, and, and most people, when they hear the gospel they'll be like, it can't be that simple. Take a look at Hebrews 10, verses 19 and 20. His promise. We have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. Not by your good works or mine, but by the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is, the way of His body. In other words, when Jesus died on the cross, and they talk about the curtain being torn from the top to bottom in the temple. They're, t- they're wanting us to go back and read Leviticus, which nobody wants to do, and with good reason. I get it. It's like, whoa. right? But they're wanting us to go back and read Exodus and go back and read Numbers and go back and read Deuteronomy and look at that and let that language hit us and convict us and tell us about how you should choose the good thing. You should do the right thing. You should be a pure person, and if you're not, we're going to take you to the edge of town and stone you. And none of us want to hear those words. None of us want to read them for good reason. But the reason they want us to read them is so we understand how big of a deal this is. You can stand before God Almighty, the Most High, with full confidence. Because when He looks at you, He sees the blood of Jesus wash you as white as snow. I know, that metaphor doesn't work, and yet the Bible keeps saying it, right? Wash you as white as snow. It's like... You know, there's just this, this, you know, like the question, how far is the east from the west, right? Because that's how far your sins have been removed. How deep is the deepest 
pit. It, that's where your sins have been taken. Jesus died for you and for me. You're perfect in the eyes of God. And so you can enter His presence and you can do like me and I could say, Lord, I need Your help because I feel guilty. And I know no matter what I do, I still feel guilty. Set me free from this. And he's like, well, I already did, but here we go again. And he'll keep doing it. It's called grace and mercy and peace. The good news is that Jesus died for you and for me, and he did it because he loves us. He doesn't give us what we deserve, which is to burn in hell. Yeah, there I said it. It's true. That's what the Scripture just got done telling us. If we were to throw it all out, then that's what we've chosen. And then the third part is peace. Because he doesn't just want to get your ticket punched. He wants to restore that which is broken. Take a look at Hebrews 10, verse 26. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. Now here's what's going on because we've got to talk about this. The word sin, it's the most co-opted word in our culture. But what's going on with sin is sin, most of us will say, okay, what is sin? Like we just define the word. Well, sin is when I do something wrong. That's what most people will say. But in reality, sin is actually something that happened before you did something wrong. The doing something wrong is the result of sin. Sin is the brokenness. It's the darkness. I mean, sin is what causes humans to do terrible things. Why would anyone go into a synagogue and shoot people? Why would they go into a school or a church or any place and shoot people? Why would they do that, right? And then we debate, well, it's this problem or that problem, and we're all going to try to fix it. But the problem is sin. The problem is the human heart is corrupted by the darkness and the brokenness of sin. That is what the story of Jesus teaches us. And of course, the powerful story is, is that He has come to solve that problem. How? By dying on the cross. By making it so that you and I would be set free to be able to participate with Him in the restoration of all things. That's what he has called you and me to do. And so this whole business, a lot, like I'll have, I literally will have friends who will ask me about this passion. It's just like, it's, what does that mean? Does that mean like if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm trying to follow Jesus, but I just keep looking at porn every once in a while? Is, this, is that what that is? Please don't do that, right? That's, that's always the, what we're going to say. Repent of those behaviors and anything like it. Or in my case, too much pepperoni pizza. Repent, right? And we laugh, but it's just we got to repent because it's a spiritual issue. But no, it's not the acts. It's the orientation of the heart. Because, I mean, how, if, if, you, if you make it into the, like, okay, let's say, let's say we just, let's do stealing. Let's just use that because it's an easy one that everybody understands. So if I steal a dollar, does this apply? How many dollars do I need to steal before this applies? Million? A billion? 100,000? Turns out it's $23. I made that up, but it sounds good. So like, I can steal 22 bucks and I'm still free. See, we're missing the point when we think that way, right? right? Because keeping on sinning is about taking, it's, it's, literally, it's, like my, it's like my friends in Star Wars would say, it's saying, I want the dark side. You know, I want to be part of that. I want the brokenness to be my definition of reality. None of us in this room want that. We want salvation we want to be set free we want to be restored that's what this is talking about it's this idea of saying no we don't want restoration we want devastation that's what keeping on sinning means it's a it's the orientation of the heart verse 
Chapter 10, verse 39. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who, are, who believe and are saved. Oh, and I don't know if you guys saw this really cool stuff down here in the corner. It's, you know, everybody says it's just Greek to me, right? Well, it turns out it actually is Greek. And it is this, it is this powerful passage, it is this powerful language, it's this parapoiesin, and, and then it's pasukis. And it's this idea of not just saved, but God preserving your soul, your very being, forever. When you hear the words, you are perfect. And you're like, that just can't be true. Then I hear, the, hear these words. Believe. And you're saved. Today is Reformation Sunday. And this Sunday is celebrated because it was when a whole bunch of people got together and said, this whole idea that you've got to earn your way to God is wrong. It's not what the Bible teaches. And instead, they were trying to teach us to believe and be saved. You've heard the words. They're in your heart. My prayer is that they will move you to do just that, to believe and be saved. Please pray with me. Father, we call upon you as your children and we need your love, we need your mercy, and we need your grace and your power of peace. Pour that into us so that we would have the power to believe that when you look at us, you do not see a guilty person, but you see a perfect person. Because when you look at us, you see Jesus. Help us put our trust in Jesus. And when the voices come and say otherwise, let us call out to Jesus. And when we're struggling in our week and we look at the news and we can't believe what's going on, cry out to Jesus. And when we think, oh my goodness, I'm so much better than them, cry out to Jesus. And when we think, we're, oh my goodness, I'm so much worse than them, cry out to Jesus. We are perfect. We are being made holy through the blood and the mercy and the grace and the love of Jesus. And it's in his mighty name that we pray. Amen.